The playoffs are right around the corner Saturday. The Astros square off against their old friend Carlos Correa and the Minnesota Twins coming off a sweep in the wild card versus the Blue Jays. We're going to talk about this with Brandon Warren from Locked On Twins, the comparison, the matchup, and who we think will get the best of five in this series on this special crossover edition of Locked On Astros and Locked On Twins. to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talk Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day. And Brett, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on X, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stros411 on X, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive, I love it when our friend Brandon comes and hangs out with us. Always Stros. All right. Yeah, we got Brandon Warren uh, with the Locked On uh, Twins podcast. I think that's what they're called. A great show over there. They have this team that we're going to be facing for next uh, week or so. And so we're going to be seeing a lot of this guy. And um, Brandon, where can they find you at? I wouldn't, honestly, but uh, at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E on Twitter. And of course, Locked On Twins, wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. And yeah, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a spirited battle. I feel very confident. It'll certainly be better this time around to have fans in the stands. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think I know that 2020 was when we played the twins and uh, that was not a very good outcome for the twins, uh, but y'all did go ahead and break the streak of 18 straight losses. Uh, We talked about that yesterday. And so the twins have to go in with a great feeling, but you know what gives Brett and I a great feeling. I'm sure Brandon, you get it too, is all our loyal listeners, everybody that makes the lockdown Astros podcast, the lockdown twins podcast special and everybody that becomes every day or somebody that listens to our podcast every day. So if you haven't subscribed to either our podcast or his podcast, Go and do that. It just takes a second to just click that red button down there that says subscribe. Give us a big fat thumbs up while you're at it. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Go and check out the Locked on Astros podcast. So we're going to be looking at the matchup for ALDS. Yes, we have seen them before, but this is a much different Twins uh, team. They do have some guy named Carlos Correa. You may have heard of him before. It may be his time this time. So there's a lot that we need to talk about in this show. Uh, we'll look at the pitching matchups because um, not to kind of uh, toot our horn here, but it seems like the Astros aces are lined up while the twins had to maybe use their aces to get out of the wild card series. What are some of the keys for the Astros to win this series? What are some keys for the twins to win this series? And go ahead and look at the roster makeup because I know that Dana Brown and uh, Dusty Baker, they have till uh, Saturday to make their decisions, but I know they kind of gave some hints. And so we'll talk about roster makeup. I don't know what you're hearing uh, up there uh, about the twins roster. And then we'll also look at the playoff history because uh, you do have something, Brandon, that the Astros fans can't say that is three world series uh, championships while we only have the two. So this should be interesting show. So let's go and get started, Brett. 
Yeah, definitely. This is going to be an exciting matchup. And like you said, this isn't this isn't the Twins team of old. Obviously, they did something that no other Twins team has done since 2002 win a playoff series. And you have to respect the way they did it. I mean, I honestly thought that the um, division series was going to go three games. I didn't think I didn't think every wild card series would be a sweep, which is kind of bonkers to me. Like Brandon, I think Brandon's comment on our show last night when we brought him in first segment said this that a lot of people slept on the twins and i know look coming out of the al central it's kind of become what the al west was i guess maybe the last couple years where like it was like ah yeah you and the al west like what's the big deal the central has kind of become that because the indians just seem to not really be able to i mean the guardians just seem to not be able to really grasp at anything solid at the top the white Sox, who knows what they're all about and the Twins just were consistent this year. Like you said, three wins off. Um, I think we are a comparable matchup. I think we've we've get. I think we have a lot more favor in in certain areas on the field. But it's like Alex Bregman's told me, and it's like Alex Bregman's told the press. It's all about execution, and we have to execute. And so that's what the name of the game is. Brandon, how are you feeling going into the series? I mean, you guys are going to be coming into Houston. Heck, the roof might be open because it's going to be a little bit cooler. There's a little bit of a cold front coming our way. I think I would say I'm eager to see how the Twins handle another situation, another frontier. This was one that you hadn't seen in 20-plus years, You know, winning a series after winning a playoff game. And I actually did an episode on kind of all the fun little intricacies uh, twins doing it in front of A-Rod, who was on the call, who, you know, was a huge part of the streak in the first place. Michael Kaye's a Yankees broadcaster. Uh, George Springer makes the first out or the final out of the first game. Springer was the hitter. Korea was the runner on that messed up throw in the ninth inning by Jorge Polanco. There was just so many parallels, and it's it's kind of goes to show how baseball is such a cottage thing. But, um, you know, honestly, I think it's going to be a fun matchup. Each team has, I think, what I think is a strength, what I think is not necessarily a weakness, but certainly less strong than their main thing. And then I think the bullpens together could be very, very interesting. So uh, I think it's a matchup of weaknesses and strengths that should be uh, very entertaining, to say the least. I would say uh, just by looking at the numbers, the Astros bullpen may have a slight edge. I know that um, I can't think of the guy, your closer's name at the top of my yeah, Duran. Duran. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he looked like he had a little minor injury, but he pitched that game uh, yesterday. But I, uh, besides that, I would say that the Astros have the better overall bullpen. I would say the Twins, despite the starters the Astros have, they probably have the the more consistent rotation. And while the offense may be pretty comparable, the Twins have more home runs than the Astros. But I think that the Astros have overall across the board have better stats uh, than uh, the Twins do. So this is pretty much an evenly matched team. And it's just yep. a matter of who uh, can uh, which pitchers will last longer. And can the Astros hitters just go ahead and um, get get to the Twins bullpen early? Well, and I think where the data betrays the Twins bullpen and they, they were first in September in strikeout rate with the Rays, who have since been uh, not, not sent home. They were already home to begin with. Right. But they, uh, they've they really remade the bullpen on the fly with Louis Varland, a starter who's been pushed into a shorter role. We'll see what Kent Maeda does. Didn't get used in the first series. And then um, Joe Ryan. They've got a bunch of guys who may work in different hybrid 
relief roles. Also, too, Brock Stewart being back off the IL. And then Chris Paddock hit 98 in his rehab and has been pumping it out just like crazy. So the bullpen that the Twins had most of the season and the bullpen they have now, uh, they scarcely resemble each other outside the back end. You know, um, we are sitting here trying to decide or not decide. We're trying to figure out who the Astros are going to play and who they're going to field. Let me ask you about this. Um, um, Dan Hayes, MLB, on Twitter today said that Byron Buxton and Nick Gordon both want to play, but they're also not making it about them. How hopeful are you that you guys will see someone like Brian, Byron Buxton or Nick Gordon? Because when Byron Buxton's healthy, he's clearly one of the top five outfielders in the major leagues. Um, is he going to be there at all if they – I mean, in this NLDS? Honestly, I, I don't think he will be. And Nick Gordon, I if, if Buxton isn't and Gordon is ready, they could maybe take Andrew Stevenson off the roster. But honestly, Stevenson's on there as kind of insurance for Royce Lewis's uh, hamstring. And so Buxton, if he was healthy, would kick Stevenson off, but then he'd have to play. So it's a lot of layers. Uh, Nick Gordon, to me, is really a non-factor at this point. The Twins are just so well-stocked at guys who can do a little bit of everything with Farmer Solano and Willie Castro. So Buxton is the one to watch for here. I'm skeptical. You know, he's been out since August with this knee thing, and I just, I'm not positive that three, four extra days is going to really matter that much. So I guess you're not buying that. Uh, Buxton's going to be uh, ready for this series, but uh, that's one of those players that could be a difference. But uh, like you said, they're, uh, in for every great team, there's somebody that steps up. We'll talk about some of the players that have to step up for the Astros this year. But, Brett, let's go and talk about Ibotta. Yeah, definitely. It's football season. That means pizza, wings, and more. Buffalo chicken dip and whatever you bring to your tailgate. Look, you can go to Ibotta. Why? Because when you use Ibotta to buy your groceries – you get paid. You get cash back. You can beat inflation. Look, we know that times are tough and prices are going up, but the average of Ibotta user earns $100 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip or give you cash back um, That you know to buy a flight that you're eyeing to go see your team on the road when they're in the playoffs. Other apps give you points, and they don't really amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back that, can, that you can cash out, put in your bank account, Go to PayPal or onto gift cards. You earn cash back on hundreds of online brands as well. Retailers, um, when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So download the Ibotta app today and use the code MLB and start earning real cash back. Just go to the App Store and Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store. Use the code MLB. And guys, uh, we actually have some game times. I'm super excited about this. We actually know when the Astros will be playing. <laughs> so on Saturday, if you can't watch the game, if you can't go to the game, if there's some reason why you cannot do anything, SiriusXM is there for you. Just download the SXM app and search Astros, and you can hear all the play-by-play -play coverage. Or if you're a Twins fan and you want to listen to that coverage too, you can go ahead and just search <laughs> Twins as well. Uh, but this is going to be an exciting series. Justin Verlander, and who's going to be on the mound for the Twins? It's still up in the air. That's the thing. Uh, with Pablo going game one and Sonny going game two, that puts uh, – you know, game three, in theory, you'd understand that starter would be there. But with enough time off between game one and game one of the next series, they could, in theory, bring back Pablo on short rest. They're, they're not going to do that. So I think it's going to be some kind of hybrid three-headed monster between Kent Maeda, Bailey Ober, and Joe Ryan. But 
Uh, I don't think anything is out of the conversation. And I think, too, it'll depend on, you know, just the early flow of the game in game one. Um, you know, we saw Jose Barrios lifted after uh, three innings, three plus innings in game two. I think it'll be a similar kind of hook, although obviously uh, <laughs> none of those guys are going to be pumping 96 like Barrios was. So we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, I think Joe Ryan could start, but Bailey Ober might be a better fit. Uh, Joe Ryan kind of got bit by the home run bug at times this year. And so I'm not sure how I'd feel about him outside of maybe, uh, you know, one trip through the order. Yeah. The Houston Astros handled Joe Ryan pretty well. And I know this is a JV game we're talking and more than likely, typically you have Mauricio Dubon in center field whenever JV starts. But if Chas McCormick were to, um, were to go up against him, he's got a 1000 OPS 286 average. Well, he's two for seven. Okay. Against yeah. him, but he does have a home run and seven plate appearances in two RBIs. And what I really like about this Astros squad is they're so loaded, not just one through nine, but on the bench. And we don't know how much Brantley's going to play. We don't know if he's going to be left or DH. We don't know if Diaz is going to be DH. We don't know if the Astros are going to carry a third catcher. We don't even know if the Astros, because the Astros typically only go with 12 pitchers in the ALDS. They may go with 13 this year. There's a lot of things up in the air right now that they're trying to decide that Dusty and the pitching coaches are putting their heads together because what the Astros won't do is they won't take the Minnesota Twins lightly. Um, and, you know, Carlos Correa did recognize. He said, look, we're going to Houston. I know those guys. I know that ballpark. But you know what? They know how to come prepared, and you have to come prepared as well. So I don't think we've ever seen a more – prepared team on both sides that knows what to expect from the other team. Like no one's sleeping. The twins aren't sleeping on the Astros and the Astros aren't just saying, okay, we're just going to walk through the twins and just plow through Minnesota. Like it's nothing. Um, now fans may think that, but when you get to the playoffs, it's a zero sum game. Anybody can win. We saw that with the Phillies last year, making it against the Astros. I mean, heck the Phillies knocked off the Braves last year and they're, they're squaring off again this year. And so nothing is a for sure bet. I just like the Astros' chances a little more than the Twins, especially with the playoff experience. I think that's going to come into play really, really quickly. Yeah, I mean, it helps to have the home field advantage, too. Yeah. You know, anytime you start the series at home, it's a it's a big plus. I mean, these wild card series, it's home and that's it. Uh, so it's a little different. But, yeah, you obviously like your chances. The Twins did play better on the road as the season went on, but, I mean, they were in Colorado playing the Rockies to end the season, so – what what is it worth really? I'm not sure. Yeah, in game two, it's gonna be it's been um, confirmed that it's gonna be from Valdez. And game three, we don't know who's gonna be uh, pitching, but it's likely gonna be Christian Javier. But uh, you're just talking about home field advantage. Home field advantage could be lost technically if the Twins want, win one of the home games. Uh, for, away from the Astros so if they win like game two or game one then that, that technically the twins could win all the games on the road and then mm -hmm. not uh, Astros not play another home game so uh, the it's very important that the Astros take care of business at home and so that's why they're putting their best two pitchers out there and a lot of people are like well from Valdez has been the ace he's been the guy that you can count on all year but if you look at what Justin Verlander has been doing in the past uh, two starts uh, he was at I, I think think it was like 14 innings with shutout innings and he was just dominating with the Astros. He has a seven three record with a 3.31 ERA. Yes. When he sucked, 
he sucked. He gave up like three to four home runs a game, especially that one against the Yankees. It just looked like he was tipping pitches or something. But when he's on, he's one of the most dominating pitchers in baseball. So uh, I think that while I talked about earlier, the pitching, uh, the starting pitching may have a slight edge to the twins. I think the Astros have been so inconsistent. If they pitch the way they're supposed to pitch, I think it's a little bit more even than the numbers say. So that goes back to your statement earlier about the bullpen. Uh, may, the numbers may not do enough justice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's any kind of data analysis at this time of year. Things change so much over six months that, right. it you know, there's, there's different things. It's, it's not any sort of like uh, trying to misrepresent what the numbers say. It's just, you know, once you get, like you said, zero-sum game, once you get into the series, it's kind of my best against your best, and you see what happens. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know if you saw um, MLB compared the two teams. They basically did a matchup between the two, and they were like, who has the advantage here or there? I think I think they gave the Twins the advantage at first. I believe they gave the Twins the advantage at shortstop, which I think a lot of people would like to think because of the rookie run that Jeremy Pena had last year in the postseason, that like, whoa, hold on. How, how can you just dethrone right. the – the reigning gold glove guy, the guy that was the ALCS and World Series MVP. And so um, you've got a lot of comparisons there. I think outfield, we are far superior. Um, but what do you think of position-wise? I know catcher, they kind of give you guys the slight edge over Maldonado. Um, <laughs> slight. <laughs> well, I'm being nice because, you know, Maldonado, I respect him. I know a lot of people don't like him. But Yiner Diaz, look. Um, I'll just tell you this. Um, I, I, I spoke with someone, um, you know, close to him today. And I just said, I really hope Diaz gets, gets at bats this series. And they just responded. They says, yes, we do too. Brandon, is there anywhere on the field on the diamond that you feel like you guys have the edge over the Astros, um, going into this series? Well, the catching situation is quite similar because there's an offensive minded catcher and a defensive minded twins have Ryan Jeffers who, started both games of the wildcard series. And he's kind of like Diaz. Whereas, I mean, Christian Vasquez, you guys know just as well as anyone, um, right. you know, he is around winning teams for one reason or another. I, I don't necessarily buy into the idea of winning players, but there is also something to be said about a catcher who controls the game like he does from that standpoint. So when I think of places, the twins or Astros really dominate the other, um, it's really hard for me to pick any of them. I think it's a pick them for a lot of different spots. And, and honestly, I mean, I don't know how meaningful that analysis is anyway if, uh, you know, in a short series, someone True. like Kyle Farmer goes off or Donovan Solano, which we're not really accounting for. So uh, I think it makes for good content. I think it makes for something to help us prolong the time before we actually have to watch something that could break our hearts in uh, devastating fashion. <laughs> but um, no, I don't think the Twins run away with any spot for sure. And primarily... The, the one reason, too, is that there's just so much fluidity. We don't know if Royce Lewis is going to play third. Is he going to DH? Is he going to move Polanco over to second? Is Edward Julien going to DH? It's uh, it's going to be a, a fluid situation, and the Twins use so many substitutions, and their bench, too. Like the Twins, like the Astros, wonderful bench. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how they match up because it's just they're similar teams in terms of structure. You know, they have their dominant thing, but they're so different, too. And it's experience versus youth. And it's it's just there's so many storylines that could be birthed from this. You got mentor and protege, if you want to call it that, Correa and Pena. There's just so much that uh, we're going to uncover here. And and hopefully it's a, you know, goes the full 
series because, um, again, so much meat on the bone. I know that uh, talking about uh, the catching situation and Yiner Diaz, I think a lot of it will have to do with uh, Michael Brantley's health. I know that Dana Brown said that he's playable, uh, meaning that uh, he's able to be on this roster and uh, they're hoping that he's able to play in as many games as he can. Dusty Baker also said that um, he's not sure he's he wants to play, but the, the Twins also have a mostly right-handed rotation. So a guy like Michael Brantley, you need in that lineup. So I think it's really up to uh, the health of Michael Brantley there. But uh, a lot of people are wondering, well, to get Yiner Diaz in there, are you going to go ahead and try to go with three catchers? And then uh, Dana Brown today said, no, I don't see them going with three catchers. Um, they don't see the need for that. And uh, he once, once again, he went ahead and said that we talked about it for a little bit, but it's my belief that it'll be hard for me to go with three catchers. Uh, I know we've had some conversations to figure it out if it's worthwhile to go that direction, but I would say we're probably not going to do that this time. And uh, to go off of Diaz, this is what he had to say. It's Dusty's decision. I like when Diaz is in the lineup, whether it's DH or catching but it's pretty much Dusty's decision. He's been calling it like he sees it the whole way through the year. I like it when Diaz is in there. I think <laughs> Dusty likes it too, but I think Dusty also liked Maldi's calling game and him being a general on the field. I think when you get to this point and you have good people on the bench, that means the team is really good. And I do have one more thing about Michael Brantley. This is what Baker had to say about uh, Michael Brantley. I don't know. That's a question I cannot answer because I don't know how his body's going to respond. I'm hoping I can get whatever I can out of him. He's my uh, Kawhi Leonard. I can't say enough whether we get him for two games, one game, or whatever. I'm asking him constantly, and he's tired of me asking him. So he's the guy that's, when he's in the lineup, he's going to give you everything he's got. But when he's not, he's going to be injured. So is there anybody like that on your team? <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, Brantley got hurt in Minnesota initially. So yes. all, a few years ago, actually, I was at that game, and it was it was crazy. I actually texted his agent because we're buddies. He's no longer his agent. Not really the point. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Buxton falls into that mix. Um, you know, uh, I, I always respect Brantley because he gives you such a consistent plate appearance every single time. I feel like – Maybe we don't have enough respect for guys like that in today's game because, you know, you hit 280, 290, 300 with 15 homers. Nothing jumps off the screen before you consider how hard it is to hit that high this year uh, in, in this current offensive environment. But, yeah, it, again, there's so much fluidity with this Twins offense and um, position players just due to the fact that they just don't know what they're going to get out of Buxton. Lewis, you know, he had a great series, but didn't play the field. And the day before the series started, even still, he kind of put off this vibe that he was skeptical he was going to be able to go. So when you have Royce Lewis, Carlos Correa, and Byron Buxton all not at 100% or particularly close, like it's almost just surprising the Twins are here in the first place. But with that said, you get to October and there's this, I don't know, there's this force of these teams that just kind of come together. And we've seen it with it. The Astros, you know, and, and we've seen it with a number of different teams, but I think the Twins could have that. It's something I'm watching 
again, I don't believe in a lot of these like intangible forces, but um, right. the team just has good energy as well. I'll probably kind of go with there. Well, and uh, you know, if you want to get in on the game, you can snap into action NFL season, postseason, all that fun stuff with FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. And right now they're running something phenomenal. New customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Now you don't even have to win. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about it, if you've been on the fence about joining FanDuel, there's no better time than right now to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. You can do spreads, player props, overs, unders, all that kind of stuff. It's phenomenal. Visit FanDuel.com and slash locked on and kick off the NFL season, MLB postseason, NBA season, all this fun stuff. But FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. That's right. And if you want somewhere to go to watch the Astros play the Twins, go to your local Hooters from anywhere from Galveston to Humble, from Katy to Pearland to Pasadena to Kima. I mean, Nat, I mean, anywhere. Sugarland, go anywhere in Houston. Find your local Hooters. Park yourself right there. Hang out at the bar. Bring your friends along. They have great brews. They have great wings. They have great flavors. Smoked wings are my favorite. Um, and they have $3 Blue Moon drafts. They have $9.99 Michelob Ultra pitchers. They have deals going on all the time. And it's not just during the game, before the game, after the game, even when the game's not on, you can go hang out with them. And so make sure you check out your local Hooters. Let, let them know that Locked on Astros sent you. You'll get a free basket of fried pickles. That's right, on us. Thank you so much for being an everydayer. And why do we send you to Hooters? Not just because of great wings and great beer. Why? Because Hooters makes you happy. And listen to the Astros play the Twins Saturday, game one of the ALDS at 3.45 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch all the hometown play calls on SiriusXM. Go to SDSXM app and search Astros. Eric, before we move on to the next thing, the next phase, uh-huh. um, I want to uh, I want to reveal my special playoff hat okay. that I purchased for the playoffs. And um, I told the group I would do this. And this is the Infinity Stones Houston Astros hat. You see it's got the Infinity Stone logo right here on the side with all the Infinity Stones. And then on the inside of the cap, you have all the Marvel characters in the hat liner. So I'm going to put this on. Why? I'm going to put this on because the Astros are inevitable. So we got the Infinity Stone hat for the Astros. We're getting ready. We're not taking Minnesota lightly, but we're going to try to beat Thanos, and we're going to try to snap our fingers and get rid of one more part of Major League Baseball in our pursuit of another World Series title. Um, two things. One, uh, no Marvel characters were harmed in making this hat. And two, that was a very <laughs> slick transition with the old hat and the new hat and you, you like talking everything so bravo uh sir thank you i so, hear the balding <laughs> yeah uh so going back to hooters for a second we were actually at the 18 inning game um we we're at hooters watching that full game and that was crazy last year versus uh, seattle when jeremy pinion had to walk off and it was a crazy situation so uh yeah i I think that's where we're going to have this year, especially against a team like the Twins. Twins and Astros, they compare really well against each other. So I, I think we focused a lot on the pitching, uh, and, and we talked a little bit about the hitting. Uh, what about the defense? I know we've talked. We know uh, the we know a little bit about what Carlos Correa can offer, but what do the Twins offer defensively? 
Uh, it's their team that does kind of the versatility thing based on matchups. Uh, they're pretty decent, pretty much wherever you look. Michael A. Taylor was a huge factor in the wild card series with a couple huge plays, but Korea had two great plays, one in each game that I cannot emphasize enough were just phenomenal. I assume most fans saw them, so I'll keep it brief. But uh, one was a ball kicked off the third baseman's glove. Korea, Korea, excuse me, uh, comes from second base, sprints over, grabs it, fires home. Ryan Jeffers picks it out and tags out Bo Bichette. Ends up being just a pivotal, huge play. Right. And then they do a daylight play at second base in game two, pick off Vladimir Guerrero Jr., and it just kind of is uh, the last gasp for the Blue Jays offensively. Uh, defensively, they've had enough good plays to overcome what has been shaky play at third base by Jorge Polanco to this point. But ideally, Royce Lewis will be at third, Polanco will be at second, Edouard Julien will be DHing, or Buxton will be DHing. Uh, but defensively, they're going to be okay. They're not going to wow you. Kepler's good and right. Uh, Matt Walner has a rocket arm. But in general, it's guys who just do their job, which uh, is not sexy, but it's effective. Yeah. So um, looking kind of at the, um, I know Martin Maldo has uh, struggled a little bit throwing out runners. Uh, is that something we have to worry about with your current uh, Twins roster? A lot of um, stolen bases. Well, so if you go into the splits, it's actually kind of hysterical. The Twins took forever to start running uh, running the bases with, with any abandoned <laughs> stolen bases. And then Willie Castro pops off for more than 30. Uh, just a crazy season for him. They've got speed in certain spots, and they will dispatch it uh, carefully. That It's not a team that's going to run from the first inning to the ninth inning. But if Willie Castro plays and gets on, he might go. Andrew Stevenson, if he runs for somebody, will will definitely go. But it's not a team that is uh, that is world beating on the bases. I did see someone in the comments ask what kind of base running team they are. Uh, fine, not nothing special. They're decent, and uh, they've gotten better as the season went on. But again, they're not going to wow you with that. They're just a very steady team that uh, is not sexy. But you know, to win the Central, you didn't have to be. And you get to October and you got some veteran guys who've been there before and they're that's what they're doing. Well, you know, and if you if you just go research the comments from Dana Brown and Dusty Baker, they they both know that hey, this is a good team. I mean, Royce Lewis is a kid. Look, when you have a star, a young star that can do that in his first playoff game, um, that's that's a huge thing. I remember going back to some little history with uh, Carlos Correa. I remember in his very first playoff game, the wild card versus the Yankees in 2015, um, they asked him, are you nervous about playing your first playoff game in your career at Yankee Stadium? And he said, why would I be nervous? I've been preparing for this since I was six years old. And I knew right then that the guy was going to be a superstar. And that's what I think someone like Correa, someone like Jose Altuve, someone like Alex Bregman, um, these veterans bring to the table. And I think that's why this series is not a lockdown for a sweep. I think this series could go the distance. And it, they could be either like hard-hitting, just scoring a lot of runs, or they could be a lot of 3-2 games in this series. I mean, yeah, because the, the Twins do strike out a lot. If the Astros are not walking their batters and they're striking out batters, they can keep – if they can keep the ball in the park, low-scoring affairs, I think – favors the Astros a little bit more than it does the Twins. Yeah, you're looking at either 7-5 games or 3-2-2-1 and really not much in between. And also, you mentioned Royce Lewis. I can't think of a better player for him to play next to than Carlos Correa. I mean, if right. you're a young, you know, he's born in 99. I still can't believe that's a thing because I have 
like 99, I remember vividly. So it's hard for me to believe that that's a thing. But uh, just the, the type of talent he is, the type of person he is, and then to be next to uh, a transcendent human player, et cetera, with Correa, it's special. It, it really is special. And, you know, you understand the vision with those two guys in Buxton and some pitching. If everybody can get on the same page, it has a chance to be a really, really unique dynamic roster they just haven't been able to get that together all at the same time this season which i mean it's frustrating what more can you say yeah before i ask for y'all's predictions for the series i do want to make a little note that the astros are 18th in terms of errors with 81 the twins are uh sorry they're 28th with uh 66 so y'all have a lot fewer errors um errors is something that the astros have really done well with over the years, they've been pretty good defensively, but that's kind of one of the reasons why the Astros have been inconsistent this year. So, Brett, I know you don't like doing this, but let's go ahead. We got ALDS coming up. I know you and I are going to do a show tomorrow, but with Brandon real quick, putting you on spot, I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but let's go and get your predictions for a series. Yeah, I think the Astros um, take this in four games. Um, I, I believe they take the first two at home. Um, I believe Minnesota comes out hard charging at home with a lot of momentum, a ruckus crowd. I think they take game three. Then I think the Astros finish the deal in game four. I think that's a realistic expectation. But look, just like predictions and the weatherman aren't always accurate, um, I'm not saying this because I'm selling a twin short. I, I just like what the Astros have on paper. I just like their experience. And again, until we get beaten, until we get dethroned, I think we're going to be the best team on the on the field, no matter who we play. But that, but that's my prediction, and I respectfully say four games. And I don't think they're going to be the Astros are going to be crushing them. I, I, th- I think they're going to be tight games or going to be nail biting games. So, Brandon, what do you think? I'm going to say Twins in five. I mean, I have to say Twins. I think just based on, but I, I don't have to. But I do think uh, the way that they're playing right now gives me hope that they're going to be at least able to maybe neutralize the home field advantage for the Astros. And, you know, like I said, twins played better on the road as the season went on. So that could be a factor as well, but ultimately I'm hoping for a good series. I'm hoping that my blood pressure readings are good. Once I kind of come down from whatever happens when lose or draw, but uh, I'm excited for the series. I'm I'm taking, I'm taking twins in five. And uh, now I'm going to go into hiding from the comments section. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to go kind of in between me. I, I think I know it's going to be the Astros, but I think it's going to be four or five games. I think the Astros will take the two games at home. And kind of like Brett said, uh, they're definitely uh, the twins are going to get the first home game. So game three. And then from there, it's kind of a toss up uh, what happens in game four. I think the twins could possibly win that, but it just depends on who starts that game for the Astros. But that's not a slight on Christian Javier. I think that he may have a great game. It just may be the Twins have somebody like Sonny Gray going against the Astros, who's actually been pretty dominant against uh, the Astros in the past. So that's why I think the Astros, the Twins would definitely will likely get game three. So these next two games at home are crucial for the Astros. Yeah, I, I think they I think they absolutely have to take game one. I think Dana Brown said today. If you take game one, you're in the driver's seat. And I think that right. goes for both teams. So go, go out there, take care of business. I don't worry about what they did at home during the regular season. It's the playoffs. They have turned it kind of like Bull Hurley on over the top with Sylvester Stallone. You know, like when he when Hoff turned his hat around, he became a machine. I think the Astros are going to go into that mode. 
So guys, uh, once again, Brandon, thank you for joining us on Locked on Astros podcast. You're welcome. Jump on after every game, any game you want to uh, win, loser or, or whatever. Even if you're crying, we'll have you on, buddy. But uh, uh, I'm sure we'll be the same thing because we are Astros fans. No matter what, we are fans of our teams. And so uh, win, lose or draw. If there's no draw, uh, we'll be doing a podcast. So make sure you subscribe to us on the Locked On Astros podcast on YouTube. Go and subscribe to Locked On Twins as well. And make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Go and check out the Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on X at uh, Eric Talkstros. You can find Brett hey. at HM Wheelhouse. And Brandon, where can I find you at? At Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E. All right, and uh, we are the Locked on Astros podcast and the Locked on Twins podcast, and we'll see you tomorrow. Go Strokes. Go Strokes. Welcome back, Carlos. Get ready for the House of Horrors. Are they, uh-huh. they going to cheer him or boo him? Uh, we'll cheer him after the first inning. It's done. Okay. All right, oh, we're still guys. live. Well, yeah. hey. All right, are you done? All right, bye, guys. <laughs>